Press. Thanks for tuning in to Season 3, Episode 46. First, we want to thank all our Day 1 listeners and welcome to all our new listeners. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you screenshot listening to the pod and put it on your story or tweet us, we'll send you a free Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast limited edition sticker. We're also on Patreon, where you can support us and become a member of the Mystical Coven of Bad Bitches. If you contribute for as little as $5 a month, you can access our exclusive cocktail hour content, goodies, and more. This podcast is made possible. This podcast is made possible by you, so every contribution helps. Now, let's dive into this week's episode with a very special guest, Sarah Merrill from Big Kid Problems. So, Sarah, first we're gonna ask you a few questions. Um, your age, where you're from, and your relationship status. Oh god. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. We are in your lovely apartment in Manhattan Beach in L.A., which is like for me, I'm like, do these things mean anything to anyone in New York listening? Like, I know. Yeah, beach. <laughs> but it's amazing out here. It's my first time here. In L.A. or Manhattan Beach? Both. Oh, wow. Welcome. First, um, you're virginizing me right now. Love it. But yeah, you moved out here. Yeah, I was in New York for eight years, um, like my whole 20s. And then I moved out here only about a year ago. Like, I still feel like a New Yorker. Um, oh, shit, we didn't answer the questions. Your age and relationship status. Oh, sorry. Okay, I got excited. Um, <laughs> my age, I oof, I just I just had a birthday like okay. two weeks ago. So I am new to 31. Happy belated. Thanks. Um, it still feels weird. Like I still feel like I'm 26. Um, so I'm 31 and my relationship status is newly engaged. Oh my God. Congrats. Thanks. I just want all the compliments from me. <laughs> I come in here like, let's get this recording. I'm engaged. Yeah. <laughs> my birthday happened. Um, that's amazing though. How long have you been engaged for? Um, I got engaged a couple months back. So May, um, it still feels very, very new. Uh, we dated, we dated for five years. We, we met, we actually met on my 25th birthday. Really? Yeah. So like around this time, five years ago, we dated for a little bit. We broke up, we did long distance. We got back together. It's a whole long spiel, but now we're finally engaged. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And do you like plan an engagement in the way that you want to be engaged for a year and you want to be married in a year? Or is it kind of, you just take it as it comes you're not super rushed with planning the wedding. Um, I feel like we take, we take it as it comes. Like I actually kind of always envisioned having like a longer engagement, Mm -hmm. but I also didn't realize how old we would be by the time we got actually engaged. So when you're like a little bit older, you know, like my family, my family, his family, everybody's like, all right, like cute, like we've also been dating a very long time. So it doesn't really make sense for us to do a long engagement. Like we've been dating a really long time. So we know what we're getting into. So we're going to try and keep it a year. We're going to try and get married um, next summer, which is so stressful. That is really stressful. We're going to make, we're going to make it happen. So, um, but I'm in LA because my best friend from high school got married this weekend. Oh, your best friend. Yeah. Oh, wow. Are you in the wedding? Yeah, I was a bridesmaid. Oh my God. So fun. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, she lives in Detroit. We met in New York in like high school. So everyone from the party is from New York. She went to college out there. Her fiance, now husband is from there. So it was like the entire wedding party was like, Oh, where are you from? We're from New York. Oh, we're also from New York and we're all living in the city and we're all just in LA right now. It's really a new experience for a lot of people to come out here. 
And this is my second, second wedding, second best friend's wedding. Oh, wow. What made her, so she doesn't live in California. What made her get married in California? I think her family. Oh, nice. uh, They moved out here and yeah, it just ended up being more convenient um, because her dad's really sick to like have him be close. So, but it was like a beautiful wedding, beautiful everything. Oh yeah. That's amazing. But But like the stress of planning it. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) And like what I'm learning is that California is one of the most expensive places to have a wedding. The most expensive. It it might be. Honestly, I was going to guess maybe New York city, but honestly, I know California is up there because like everything, but oh my God, it's, it's insane. The whole thing is just, it boggles my mind. (laughs) Can I ask when you knew you're going to marry your fiance? Oh, good question. (laughs) Um, you know, because I feel like people think like I always thought based off of like rom-coms and like movies and TVs that like, you know, you'd see them across the room and like know that it was going to be you were going to get marry them. Um, that wasn't my experience necessarily. Um, I'm trying to think when my, our turning point was, but like we just we dated. I always like really obviously really liked him, thought he was hot, thought he was a babe. Um, we so got along really well. Before, like friends. Um, he knew. It's funny. We got set up through friends. Um, vintage. Very vintage. <laughs> so vintage. And um, he had spotted me like showing up in my friend's pictures on Instagram and like kept asking about me. Really? So my friends obviously told me and I knew that he was like into me before we met. Um, but we dated pretty casually in the beginning. Uh, I want to say I knew we were going to get married or I knew I wanted to marry him probably a couple years in. I don't know if there was a specific wow. moment. I don't know if there was a specific moment, but there was like a, there was a couple turning points in our relationship where I was just like, wow, I like never want to not be with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like what you see in the movies. Yeah. yeah. I remember like after like a particularly like hard time on one of you where you see the other person like show up. That's really like, <gasps> yeah. Finding fact. It's like, Oh, somebody was in the hospital or like some, I went there, I lost my job and they were just like, so unconditionally there. Yeah. Actually, that's funny. You say that. I like how you reminded me of the moment, <laughs> but this wasn't necessarily when I thought we were going to get married, but I was like, Oh, like this is, this is real shit. Um, same thing. Like I had like a very, like what they quote unquote, like a, well, I had what was like a very routine in and out surgery, uh, in New York city. And they're like, make sure you have a contact person to, um, you know, pick you up or be at your apartment when you get home. And, and it it was, it it all seemed like it was going to be very, very easy. Mm -hmm. And I had like one of my good friends be that person. And then she just like ghosted me like day of, and they, I came out of surgery and it actually turned out to be a little bit more serious than like we thought. And then when I was all drugged up, they're like, they asked me, they're like, Oh, well, your friend's not answering. Like, who so who can come and get you and I just I was like let me call Brandon we were broken up we were this happened to be like during the time that we were actually uh we had we had broken up but like in my state of mind I guess like I was just like yeah call my subconscious is like call Brandon he'll be there and of course he dropped everything like not only came and got me like got me into bed and then proceeded to take care of me for like four days which was like you know, at the time, like when I came to, I was like, oh shit. Hey, <laughs> I don't know anyone's ex-boyfriend who would show up and do that. That's incredible. But it wasn't always great and easy sailing. There was like a, a schism, right? You guys had a, <laughs> a breakup, which is like curious to me because I always imagine once you break up with somebody, like how 
there's a, a thought in the back of your head, right, that you might get back together with that person. And, like, life happens, and then it, it either the fact that you broke up, to me, it means it's never going to work. But that's obviously not true. Yeah. Um, totally. And it, I think breakup breakups can really, like, fuck up your relationship, you know? Like, for a period of time, even when we got back together, you know, like, there was, like, a the trust was kind right. of broken. Because in our situation... Um, he was a little bit older than me. Let me like backtrack. He was a, a couple years older than me. I was 25 years old. He was like, he was 31 when okay. we met. So he had kind of gone through his like crazy phase. Right. He like knew what he wanted. He was like from the get go, very much like, I like you, like, let's do this. And me being like 25 and like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just getting started. You know, like all my best friends were like, you know, for the first time in our lives, we're actually like not starving. Like we're not like we, we'd all struggled, but we were all starting to make money. We're all single. Like we're all going out. We're hitting brunch like every Saturday, like, you know, so I kind of, you know, we were in two different places. We'll just put that. So um, when we broke up, like I, I had been like the one to be like, let's, you know, like, I don't think this is going to work. Right. Um, so, and after that, even when we got back together, I could sense for a long time, it took a long time for me to get his trust back because he kind of always thought in the back, like, she's just going to leave again. Right. Right. Um, that's hard. But what changed in you that you went back and you had a conversation that was like, I've actually realized since not seeing you that we're meant to be together. I'd say like, well, that thing happened where he came and like took care of me for four days. And I was kind of like, whoa yeah you know uh that was that was huge and then you know we we didn't get back together immediately but we started to just like talk a little bit more and um we we I was always like amazed at how patient he was like he he kind of was like I he's like I was 25 once he's like I get it you know like he's like you do you like he really like sat back and just let me run wild which like I don't know any guys who would be okay with that. Right. And he he wasn't okay with it. Like in the back, he's like grinding his teeth. Like right. this girl is driving me nuts, but he let me do, he let me like be, do me, which was awesome. Time for sure. Yeah. I definitely needed that time. Um, so yeah. Wait, what was, <laughs> who knows? But like that, that does remind me like my boyfriend's younger than me. He's 24, I'm 26. And he's so sure of me as a choice. And it's, for me, I'm like, how can you be so sure when you're like so young and you haven't like experienced, I don't know, other vaginas and that quality <laughs> that I have experienced sticks. And I don't know, some people need, I definitely realize that some people like need to like see the grass isn't greener. And I'm definitely one of those people. I need to like hop the fence, rip my pants. Yeah. See the grass, touch it, come back. Yeah. <laughs> with bruises. Right. And be like, yeah, no, that was not great. Greener grass. Right. Well, let's stay on this side. hundred <laughs> percent. And he's kind of one of those people. It's not like your fiance, Brandon is that like, they know a good thing. They know. Which is so refreshing. Which is refreshing. For any of us other grass chasers. Right. Yeah. It's grass chasers. Grass chasers. <laughs> I'm like that. I don't know about you, but I'm like that in like all areas of my life. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Like it's crazy. So it's kind of great. I think it's actually a good thing. And they say opposites attract that like you have a person to kind of like ground you while you're 
all over the place. At least that's been my experience. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how grounding we are for each other. It's very soon. We met uh, three months ago. And the podcast listeners know this. Uh, we met kind of like in a whirlwind, dated like hot and heavy for a month. And he was going to leave for a month. And he did. And it was kind of that hard breakup where you would be my summer fling for this X amount of time. And I will be yours. And it will be exclusive. And then that time started coming up where he's leaving to be in Europe for a month. And we're like, fuck, we both cut fields. This mm. is horribly inconvenient. And we did like, uh, I was very, I'm very, very hard to trust. And it's because, I don't know, bad experiences, of course. And I think with a lot of dudes, especially in the mid twenties dating, when the going gets rough or even like, you want to like see them more than once a week or something not on their schedule they get very skittish and like they won't fight for you when it gets difficult yeah and he really like fought for me in a way like fought for my attention fought to like hang out with me that he didn't get bored and was immediately on like to on to the next because there's always that perception especially like swipe culture somebody there's always somebody willing to go on a date and fuck you (laughs) (laughs) in new york city where there's a billion people (laughs) literally um did you ever use the apps oh yeah oh yeah i did all all of the things um i just think that's such a good quality in a dude first of all like yeah 100 percent. like if they that it's almost like a confidence that like they know what they want because like we've all dated that other guy who like you know ghosts you or is talking to like seven other girls at the same time so I like that that's like a salt of the earth kind of qual that I'm into which is my preference oh really okay he's not all like a fucked up American frat guy okay Uh, so yeah I lived there for four years um and I think that's my affinity not just I mean European in general British guys for a while specifically but like I just find them to be more respectful of women and more in tune to pleasure giving (laughs) (laughs) to the Europeans (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah no I mean I maybe I'm also around American dudes and the New York dude is also a very specific kind of guy very specific are you from New York no I'm not um I'm from Florida originally but like I I f- when people ask me like where I'm from like Florida I feel like doesn't it doesn't really like feel like home like to me like New York mm-hmm. feels like home because I spent my whole 20s there like I feel like I really like grew up like Did you became- go to college there no I I went to college in Florida but I the second I graduated moved to New York City and was Why? there like my whole 20s was it like a, uh, just I need to be in New York or was it like for friends or a job um so I I mean growing up in Florida which is like it's a quote my friend we were just talking that's why it's in my head she calls it the the glory hole of the the united states um i it was just like it i never felt at home like i was always like i always wanted i was always you know wanted to do a lot like i'm you know a very social person but i'm always very active i'm very like I, i guess like the word ambitious come you know but um I always wanted to move to a city. Like I grew up in a beach town and there wasn't a whole lot going on. What town? Uh, Hollywood, Florida. Wow. Yeah. For anybody who knows, like all three people listening who know that, what that is. Um, but I, I had some family that like lived in the suburbs of New York. So we used to go every summer and go into the city. And every time I like, even just like, drove near the city I was just like oh this is it right right uh, yeah and then you know watched a lot of sex in the city um 
in high school and college, which just, you know, developed this warped sense of what New York City was to me. And I was just like, yeah, the second I can, I am moving there. I'm packing up. I packed up. I had three boxes with me, no job, um, about a couple, a little bit of college bartending savings with me. And I just moved. That's amazing. And were you disenchanted very quickly by it or? No, 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 I'm still not disenchanted by it. I love, I love New York. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, driving around here and not seeing like piles of trash, um, that is refreshing. (laughs) There's like pros and cons. I've been thinking about it since coming here for New York and LA because you lived in LA now for a year Mm -hmm. and you're leaving yeah eight years in New York and one out in LA one in LA I know I thought I would be in LA a little (laughs) bit longer um but I feel like one year's fine one year's one year's long one year for LA that's it yeah uh they're it's very different like I could I mean I could we could literally I could spend this whole podcast telling you reasons why I don't love LA yeah um yeah (laughs) offline I'll I'll give you the whole rundown um I just you know it's really far too like I feel being on the west coast like even just like the the time change Mm -hmm. um it's just it's kind of my whole family everybody I know is on the east coast so it's just like a little isolating it's hard to get around I you you've spent a couple days here you probably know like even just to get to here for this you know conversation we're having probably took you what like 45 minutes in the yeah, car yeah yeah anytime you do anything it's Less like than 10 miles and yeah like, anytime you're you do want to do anything yeah. it's like 45 minutes to an hour and it just starts to like wear on you I can totally imagine that because I was thinking about it, like it, it is a very the weather is great like the weather is amazing if you're a weather person yes move here but I think that's like the hardest sell I see from it. Like, it, it, like I've lived in London for years, so like that dreary, not seeing the sun for you know months on end. That's a that's something that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So this is like really really nice, but also people probably take it for granted just the same way. Oh yeah. Um, and in I mean New York, you get four seasons, four incredibly like direct seasons of its summer, and it's boiling hot. Mm-hmm. And winter is absolutely freezing, so those are extremes. And this is like a nice moderate kind of wave to li- ride life on. Yeah, yeah, but then it's always like because it's always moderate. Like your life is always the same. Like I almost like having those stark differences and seasons. And like, doesn't your whole life change like from summer to fall? Doesn't everything change from like yes. winter to spring? Like it's kind of cool. You get a new wardrobe. Your activities change. Like I like having those like fluctuations in life or else it's just it kind of becomes a little bit mundane when you're doing the same thing you're wearing the same clothes you're like doing the same shit every day I don't know I could literally I could turn this podcast into a a whole hour about me shitting on LA uh but the weed though can we talk about that for a second we can talk about that (laughs) okay so are you a weed smoker I'm actually not I used to be um and then I realized like (laughs) it was making me like a lot of people who smoke weed I think have this a similar reaction to me which is like I have anxiety I also have like a little bit of anxiety mm-hmm. and it can like really trigger your anxiety mm-hmm. so it's like not a fun experience like the first like 10 times I smoked I was like wait do I even like this like right. what am I doing um but I do partake in the CBD I love CBD yeah because I would say here it's so accessible but also I spend most of the time hi well I've been here and a lot of my friends from New York who visit they're like yeah but it's also like a holiday kind of thing like but if you lived here is everyone high all the time or like 
no, because I don't even know where I would draw the line. Like, <laughs> hours I'm clocked into work, maybe, but every other like amount of the time. Yeah, a lot of people smoke a lot of weed. I don't know. <laughs> like, I again, I'm like kind of not in that, but yeah, I I think a lot of people do. I think New York can do with some legal weed. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I think come we're on, very high strung. <laughs> we if anywhere needs it to be legalized, it's New York City. It, totally, hundred um, percent. Is your fiance from the East Coast? No, he's actually a California boy. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. He grew up out here. His family's here. It's actually really funny. Um, when I met him, we met. We we were both living in New York at the time, but I met him and I was like, damn, I'm like, Brandon has such like a cool style about him. Like his style is so different. Like it's different than any guy here. And I didn't know what it was, but I could like see like a shirt and be like, oh, that's a Brandon shirt. Or like, you know, like it was just very distinctly him. And then I moved here and it's just, I'm like, oh, it's, it's just California. Like this is like what every guy dresses (laughs) like. Damn. I know. I'm like, I've been duped. I've been totally duped. Um, it wasn't that like that unique at all. Right. It's just like literally so SoCal. SoCal. <laughs> yeah. We are. Um, that's really interesting that. So has he grown up kind of with that weed culture? Probably always. He's ever smoked weed in New York. He's not much of a, a weed <laughs> smoker either. He was like a, um, an athlete growing up mm-hmm. and was a college athlete. So like, you know, you couldn't mess around with anything. No, of course. Yeah. And then he, he started his own company and everybody tries to get Brandon to smoke pot. <laughs> he's like, every, he's kind of like the dad of the group. Like he's always like, you know, making sure everybody's okay. I like, yeah, everybody loves the dad, but like we're, everyone tries to get dad to smoke pot. And he, he's, he's a little bit of a boy scout in that way. Oh, I love that though. Yeah. He likes the CBD. He likes CBD. I know. I have to like, there's some CBD in New York. I've been mean to try. Um, but it's not like everything you buy you have to get it imported so uh but yeah the weed culture here has been so crazy for me to adjust to because even coming here I was like okay yeah I'll just take like a mint (laughs) (laughs) nice like that's me like I'm microdosing now (laughs) yeah (laughs) welcome (laughs) I know right so let's go back a little bit to big kid problems for you listeners who don't know, uh, Sarah started an Instagram called Big Kid Problems, and this is when you were working and you were anonymous and you're posting kind of memes, right, about like Big Kid Problems. So I wanted to ask you very specifically, what Big Kid Problems were you faced when you started the page compared to your big kid problems now. Oh, it's so funny. Um, cause they're so different. Right. They're so different. So I actually, I actually even started the account in college, um, before, right before I moved to New York, I was, um, getting ready to graduate and, uh, really. So most of my, most of my content was about like not knowing how the adult world worked, like how do you get a sign a lease and like all of that stuff. And then like in the beginning years, it was a lot about being broke. Like yeah. 90% of the content was about like how poor I was because <laughs> like it was bleak um, when I was living on my own. Um, so that was like a, what it was a lot about. And then obviously like the dating and work stuff, because uh, especially in my early twenties, um, I, like didn't know what I really wanted to do. I kind of found myself in a job path that I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, I, you know, so a lot of it was about that. And now like my life just looks so different, which is like, it, it's hard to believe it's only been eight, nine years, but yeah. like, you know, I'm getting married. I live in 
places like you know Beyonce and yeah. your dog and like it's so adulting. It's adulting. Yeah. Um, what's fun though is. I always, I don't always just post about like my current big kid problems. Mm -hmm. Like I actually take a lot of inspo from my earlier years and like try to cover my bases. Like I try to, I try to post for like, I, I say like, I try to post for 22 year old Sarah. I try to post for like 26 year old Sarah. I like that thought. Yeah. The different versions. It's like a, like almost any, any tweet I send, it's like, I've thought about this. Yeah. Maybe I just thought about it now, but it was a problem for me. Yeah. Right. Right. So I'm able to like use past experiences for content. Um, you find your followers grow with you, but if you like, you know, didn't mean about something that you're going through right now, like engagement and stuff. Yeah. That's, what's really cool about this is especially when I, uh, did get engaged and I I wanted to do some like engagement or like wedding planning posts. And I was nervous. I'm like, this is so off brand. Like this is like very off brand big kid problems. Um, but I started posting some stuff and like, what I've realized is a lot of my audience has grown with me. Like they've been on this ride, like from their early twenties, they're also in their early thirties. Now they're also going through this shit. So like it's been getting really good responses and, um, that's, what's cool. And that's what makes me actually think that there's like legs on this. Cause like my parents used to say all the time, like, what are you going to be doing big kid problems when you're like 40? And like, actually maybe I am. Maybe You're still (laughs) a big kid. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll probably have lots of content done. Like when I, when I start like having my own kids and stuff, I'm sure that's it's only going to be the beginning of it. Um, so that's what's cool is I think it's not just like one point of life. It's like it's going to continue to kind of grow. Yeah, I totally agree. So we're talking a little bit about weddings as weddings are on the mind. Hmm. Um, have you been to a lot? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it, it's funny because uh, my fiance Brandon is uh, a couple years older than me. So we've gone through like his wave of friends getting married. Right. And now we're like starting to go through my wave of friends getting married. Uh, so we, we go to quite a few. Quite a few. Yeah. So how many have been like destination weddings? A lot. A lot. A lot. Um, I've probably been to like over 10 destination weddings. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, the last two weddings I've been to, and there have only been like the last two as like an adult and like I got an invitation and it wasn't like a plus one on my mom and dad's <laughs> <laughs> no date allowed. Uh, they were also location weddings mm-hmm. and it's so difficult as well with like money and being in the wedding party and like doing all that, having experienced all these weddings, have you any idea about yours? Like now that you're at the engagement planning stage now it's like oh is it payback you get to spend some money on me or it's like it will be me my fiance and whoever's officiating us uh, I mean I do feel bad I know the pain I know the struggle um but it's also because we're a little bit older in our lives I've I feel like our friends like we're all a little bit older and like we all can't afford like yeah. some more of this stuff so like I hate to do it, but like we're also doing a destination. Like we're also I'm doing a destination. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you do, you know you're doing it. Um I mean we're kinda it's not like a destination destination. We're doing it like within the United States. So like that's good, but like everyone will have to get hotel rooms. We're doing it like in Napa. So it's gonna be a little bit of a destination for people. Um it's tough because I've made the same complaints. Like I've been in friends, I've been to friends bachelorette parties that have cost me three grand, like yeah. on just the bachelorette. Oh my God. And uh, now it's like, now it's my turn and like, we're throwing out like some crazy ideas, but we'll see. We'll see. Do you have a big family? Um, Ish. I'd say like average. He is a, a, 
we, we both have like average size families, like nothing too crazy. Yeah. yeah. I really want to ask you what you're, if you have any siblings. Yeah. I have two brothers. Two brothers. Mm-hmm. What are their ages? Uh, my younger brother, I'm like in the middle. He's 24 and my older brother's 30. No, it's 23 and 33. They're 10 years apart. Whoa. So yeah. That's literally like me and my sister. So I'm 26 and she's like 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So are they both in New York right now? No, they're in Florida. My whole family's still in Florida. They single? No. Yeah. Both of them are. <laughs> How is dating, like, from that perspective, um, like, being their sister, they ever come with you, like, dating advice? Um, no. <laughs> they don't always come to me advice, but they get my unsolicited advice. Um, it's funny. I mean, I they we also live far apart, so I don't get to hear the day-to-days, but it is it is funny when I I've my older brother will sometimes tell me like some arguments that he's had with like past girlfriends and like I'm able to give him the female perspective and show him like just how wrong he is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. be like, yo, you yeah. totally got this. You fucked up. Um and then yeah, my younger brother does not come to me for anything but I will I he was going through like a breakup a couple years ago and I could sense that he was like sad about it and I was like look this is like I I gave it to him because I've been there too and breakups can sometimes be like the hardest thing ever yeah um so he got some unsolicited advice then do you have a hardest breakup you've been through oh yeah 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 I think everybody has like one that just like crushes them what was it was it because of uh the length of time or just the way it was done? Um, I think it was just, it was such a shock. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a shocker, uh, where I thought everything was like amazing. Mm -hmm. And and then I, it was over. Like I thought everything was going great. And then like within two days it was done. How long did you guys date? Dated for two years. Um, and it was actually somebody I was very serious with, like it was two year relationship, but like we both like had talked about marriage. Um, and then like, I, I, I was in a place where I literally every day was like, wow, I love this person more than I did yesterday. And then like the next day would be like, oh my God, I actually love him more today than I did yesterday. This is so weird. And then like the next day he broke up with me. <laughs> I still no, I'm kidding. Um, we it still has no. Uh, he he. We were we were we were young. Like we were we were young. Um, he we both had a lot of growing up to do. He was in a place where he definitely like was in no. We both were in no shape to get married anytime soon and actually it was like it's funny because everybody says this about breakups and like I hate hearing I hated hearing this when I was going through it but like it all happened for a reason like yeah it it shifted everything in my life at the time like it was literally like taking a snow globe and like turning it upside down like everything shifted uh and it created such a domino effect in my life where I like basically like almost started over because like all of our friends all of our friends together were like our friends like I basically had to like find another group of people to hang out with and it all it was all for the best like it worked out so well that's crazy (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I think everyone needs that kind of breakup to really also like keep them like safe because I mean the first love I don't know if he was your first love but there's there's no other way you're ever gonna love that way again um 
I did a guy for three and a half years and we were like, it was all through college. So I feel like a college relationship is like very different because you're in a very easy place to have a relationship that's very quote unquote serious. Yeah. Right. You're both doing the same thing. You're studying. You have probably the same friends. You live like very, probably like 30 seconds from each other. So it was very different and not to take away from the seriousness of it, but like, when it got really hard and then distance, um, that was kind of, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder or hmm. out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I feel like it can go either way in long distance. And for me, it was kind of out of sight, out of mind. And it, I didn't see a lot of commitment. Basically we were going to have to get married for a visa and at 24 years old, oh, wow. to make that decision, is crazy and some of our friends who are couples in uni who met at uni have since been engaged and have since broken up so we had to take a gamble on which way we were going to go and one of them was okay you could be the one for me we do need an extra two years to really know and sort shit out but we don't get an extra two years we had like an extra like couple months to really know if this was worth it. Cause I was like, listen, I'm not getting younger as a woman. Yeah. And I don't want to be like from my age 24 to the rest of my twenties, like in a long distance relationship, like wilting away, mm-hmm. waiting for something that may not happen. Um, so it all again happened for a reason, but it was really like hard to make that decision. Yeah. I had to do it. Like I had to be the one to say it. That's hard too. And it, it's not like, because you guys are done. It's because like outside forces are kind of like pulling you apart. That makes it tough. Yeah. Yeah. And it was hard to know for like a long, long time if that was the right choice or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. There's a, like a, a, what if, right. Yeah. Which has been totally like dissipated since then. you don't, you don't wonder anymore. What if like that's no, that not for me anymore. I think it's because I needed to see the grass like we were talking about earlier like yeah. I need to go and experience the world experience dating and I never was the type of person who wanted to get married young um I was always like a single friend I was single basically all through high school I had a boyfriend like the senior year summer after senior year um so it was never my personality to be with a guy always and like it seemed like my my person like my personality in London was long-term girlfriend B Hmm. and then in New York to my New York friends it was like oh she's like fun going out dating B and it was such a weird I don't know transition for myself even to like see myself like that yeah and then also imagine myself as like someone's wife at 24 and I don't know you could be someone's wife or a divorcee or just a breakup so I did what I had to do. And, uh, like I'd say it's never going to happen because he went on to date someone from our uni after some, it was like a girl who was like, we're just friends. Oh, that girl. That fucking girl. Damn. <laughs> so after that happened, I was like, the girl okay. he told you not to worry about. <laughs> right. Make a meme about that for me. Literally. I will. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, after that, I was like, I can't respect you. And it was all about like respect and trust. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I ever trust you again? Even remotely. Yeah. He lied about it for like six months. To yeah. Me. Like it was, it was crazy. Like we talked every single month. We stayed friends. And then six months, he, I found out through my best friend, she told me when it wasn't going away and she was in London and I had to drag it out of him. Like, are you seeing anyone? 
Oh, kind of. Oh, who are you seeing? Oh, like something vague. Uh, well, who is it? Says her name. And I was like, how long has this been going on? He's like, six months. Six fucking months. And you talked every single day? We, so we talked like basically a couple times a month, like on DM. Okay. Like yeah. Like it was not like we weren't in contact. Like, yeah. I didn't see you, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, so. that's good that you found out and at least could move on. <laughs> no, completely. Um, but like stuff like that, like put in a test, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's very different. Yeah. Yeah. You said something though, that I think is so interesting. Um, and it's so, it, it's something I worried about in my earlier twenties. Um, you said like after your first breakup, uh, you don't think you'll ever like love like that again. And yeah. you don't like, yeah. I, you don't. Um, and I was always so scared about that. Cause I was like, well, I loved this person like with my whole heart. And I don't, I don't, I don't think I will be able to do that again. Like, you know, I, and I can't imagine any relationship after this, like competing with that. So I was like, so scared. And like, I just, for anybody listening, like I am getting married. Like I clearly found somebody that I, I love in a different way. It's not the same, but like our love is, is it's so much different, but it, and it's like so much better in a different way. Yeah. So, like, I think that that's, like, a good thing to realize. Like, you might not love somebody the same way, but, like, you could find different loves that are just awesome. What advice would you give to, I don't know, like, your 26-year-old? <laughs> 26-year-old Sarah? Um, bitch, like, <laughs> stop drinking so much. Seriously. <laughs> I feel called out. <laughs> <laughs> you feel attacked? Um, yeah, no, literally, that would be it. Because I used to drink a lot. I used to drink, like, five nights a week. Oh, was shit. going out, like... You know, maybe I don't regret it too much because it was really fun, but uh, it just wreaks havoc on your your body. I've been playing catch up ever since. Um, Does it have to be? Is it specific to like love and relationship stuff? Yeah, anything. Um, But specifically love. Yeah, I'd say. I would say honestly, like date, have fun. Don't try to make every single person your husband. Um, But also, if you've if you find somebody that you really like, like I, one of the things that I, that changed my current relationship is like deciding to go all in. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I think for a long time, and I think a lot of us were used to, we're always scared that somebody's going to ghost us or the next best thing is going to come around. So we kind of play at arm's distance. Like we play it safe to keep ourselves like Safe. safe. Um, and when you find somebody, I think Brandon and I both, like we both had a conversation where we decided to just go all in. We're like, we're going to, we're going to really do this. Like we're going to try and we're going to like, and it just, it completely changed everything. Like I had never, I, I hadn't been in a relationship since the one that tore me apart where I was going all in. And I think if you have somebody like that, that you both are on the same page, it's a great way to go because you find out pretty quickly, like if it's going to work or if it's not, not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> That's good advice. Dan. Okay. That makes me nervous. <laughs> I found so many similarities between the two of us because my last long-term relationships was that one where I got like, you know, hurt in, um, after the fact. 
Uh, and I have not been in like a serious, serious relationship longer than like two months. Yeah. That's okay. Till like now. Honestly, like, yeah, don't like, because yeah. you're going to eventually find the person and then that's your relationship. Like, I wish I dated around a little bit more before I found my now husband. Well, you can live vicariously through the podcast. Perfect. And past episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so I want to end the episode with a little bit of a fire round, just super quick questions and uh, basically just answer. Fire round. Bumble or Tinder? Bumble. First date, dinner or drinks? Mm, do you know the person or not? Is it like no. drinks? Uh, first social media exchange, Snap or Instagram? Oh, Instagram. <laughs> Dom or sub? What? Dom or sub? To be dominated or to be submissive? Um, I guess it's the same thing. What you would prefer to be. You as sub. Sub. First date, your place or theirs? Hmm. Mine. (laughs) Check comes. Split or nah? Nah. (laughs) First time foreplay, give or receive oral? Give. Top or bottom? Top. Blindfolded or bondage? Bondage. Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw, or Hufflepuff? Okay, I always, I in my sorority house, we used to have full-on arguments about this because I always think I'm a Gryffindor and everyone around me seems to think I'm a Slytherin. Mm, I'm a Slytherin, so I I prefer Slytherins, but Gryffindor and Slytherin are actually very similar. They are, they're, yeah. Maybe like half both. Yeah, take half. There it is. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, remember, as always, uh, notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com for all your details. And Sarah, you want to plug your pod and your Insta where people can find you? Yes. Um, I'm on Big Kid, or I'm on Instagram as Big Kid Problems. That's like, people are like, bacon problems. No, it's uh, <laughs> not an adult. You're a big kid. Big Kid Problems. And I have the Big Kid Problems podcast, uh, which is new and really fun. Um, I'm on Twitter, Big Kid Problems. And then my personal is uh, Sarah A. Merrill because I post on there too sometimes. Please check out her podcast. It is amazing. Personal fan. And uh, tune in for every other week episodes for this season. Thanks, guys. Bye.